Hello. Much better. Now that's beatboxing. Okay, we're just gonna we're gonna clip that. Find a way to get rid All of rights reserved. All rights reserved. All rights reserved. We'll pay you uh, like royalties for the rest of your life. Listen, if I could have written one song in my entire life, it would have been the Friends theme song. Oh yeah. I, I've I've heard stories of the amount of money that the guy. I can imagine. Yeah. If I could have had like one acting career, it would have been the um, the oh, what, what, is, what is it called? The dude who makes the coffee. Barista. The barista. Yeah. Who oh, just yeah. got pulled out of the yeah. audience. Yeah. Was that really how it was? Yeah. That's my understanding. I I was actually like, at the, the guy studio. The the guy they had hired. Yeah. Didn't didn't know how to run the express espresso machine. Hold on. And he was like, I know how to run an espresso machine. So they were like. Gunther out here now. Gunther, that's my understanding. I I got to tour the studios uh, when I was in California one time. We were actually shooting a commercial for the God Speaks Bible, and uh, they were like, "There's a window of time," and they're like, "We had tickets. Can you want to go across the street?" So I got to go into Universal Studios, got to be in the Friends set. And, uh, I have never heard the story. How yeah. on earth? I have heard all of your stories at least five times. Yeah. I've never heard this story. Yeah. Well, actually, I wonder if that's where you heard about the barista because it was pretty amazing part of that story. That that yeah, they they were like they have got everything set up. A lot of things. I mean, a set is all fake. Yeah, yeah, so there's not really a restaurant, yeah. but they made some things very real, like the sink worked, but it was a it was a self-contained sink, right. so it wasn't like attached to water lines. But the coffee machine was real, and they didn't realize until that first episode that they didn't have anybody that knew how to run. So they asked if anybody in the audience did, because it was like part of the script. And so this guy came out, and um, and I guess it was Gunter. I mean, I, like you, you'd have to go back and research. Is that, is that but, his name? I have no idea. I've yeah. watched like five episodes of Friends. Oh my goodness. I've probably watched more episodes than there are, but just not all of them. <laughs> whenever it was on, I would just watch it. So you were there. Is that like the... Yeah. That's like one of the first episodes or... No, I was there way after the show was done, it, but they were telling about oh, it. Oh, okay. They were telling... Because it was history. Time the was... show was done, but it's, it's yeah. one of the places you could tour. So yeah, I'm not... Yeah, who knows? I may have been around back then, but... Um, do no. I get a headset? There should be one next to you <gasps> on the ground to your left, probably. Now, well, I mean, I could hear yeah. you guys before, but now it sounds more interesting. I should not have looked down the left side. I can't see anything. <laughs> well, today we have a very special episode with Pastor. Am I your most, am, am I your like number one um, guest who's on the most? You're the only person who's been on twice. Well, actually. Well, I mean, I'm in the running with. Um, um, don't oh God, don't say his it. name. Don't say it. Uh, what is his name? <laughs> Rabbi Ron. Rabbi Ron. Yeah. yeah. You and Rabbi Ron both have been on the same amount of times, but uh, sadly, um, again, Rabbi Ron, I've let you down. I'm so sorry. Sorry, sorry Rabbi. <laughs> so yeah, so you're the you're the first actual that people will listen to repeat guests. Yay! So hopefully it happens more often. Um, your schedule has changed a little bit. You you can give a a little bit of an update, maybe. Oh, there it is. Oh, should I just give an update? No, I can update. Um, yeah, yeah, cords all over me. Uh, okay, never mind. I'm taking this off. Sorry. Uh, so update. Uh, what do you want to know? What did I tell you guys last? You guys were getting ready to. You know. Oh yeah, so we're officially Wycliffe missionaries now. All signed on, everything's done. There's Tick- tears and joy in the same yeah. time. I mean, it's still gonna be a minute till I'm like yeah. in another country. Yeah. 
Uh, it took me like a week and a half to get my like missionary profile thing set up on their website just because of technical difficulties. It was like creating multiple profiles and then grabbing the stuff that I was filling in and throwing different details to different profiles. Just weird technical stuff, but it's all done now. We're all set up and we're starting our partnership development process. Awesome. So awesome. Molesonmission.com. Molesonmission.com. Go check it out. Or wickliff.org slash partner slash mole. So we get to see you on Friday afternoon. Why is that? Or Friday morning. Why is that? Oh, uh, yeah. So my work schedule has changed. We're working four tens now, which gives me Fridays to do all my partnership development stuff. Cool. Awesome. So, awesome. And this morning worked because I don't have my phone call meetings until like 10. So. Okay. It's great to have you. Yes, we're very Always. excited. Hopefully every Friday we have you for, for something because uh, I'm very excited for some of the questions you want to ask. So... You, we apparently made made Philip cringe a little bit while we were fumbling over what we were not prepared <laughs> to talk about. I, I mean, it's like you guys are taking on a big topic of you know deconstruction that mm-hmm. that has there's a lot involved there. A lot of emotion impact into a lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The... So, and I'm listening and I'm like into it, and then you guys are like, you know, people just don't take the Bible seriously, and it was written. At some point in history, you know, it was compiled at <laughs> some canonized, point, yeah. canonized, canonized at yeah. some point yeah. in history. And I'm like, ah. yeah, <laughs> like yeah. internally, I'm like, <laughs> I studied that when I was about your age, Yeah, got A's on the tests. And, <laughs> and I, I actually, the, one of the reasons I studied it is because the Baptist school that I went to, yeah. the religion professors were saying that they wanted to, to tear down everyone's faith. So that they could rebuild it. Yeah. So it was pre the hot buzzword deconstruction they yeah. were trying to do. And what they were doing, it w- was very destructive of faith. And they didn't have much of a grid for the word. Yeah. And I, and I fought, like I studied extra yeah. to be able to defend my faith, first of all, in God. Because I was going, if what they're saying is true, mm-hmm. and I take the implications of what they're saying, then... There's no reason to go into ministry. There's no reason yeah. to preach from a religious book compiled with no, you know, if, it, if it's just a work of man, yeah. then there's no reason to give my life to that. Yeah. So you, you can correct us now. On so a lot we of have details. accurate dates instead of me saying, I think it was well, around. So here's the thing with history, especially history that's going back several thousand years. We have accurate-ish dates. I, oh, yeah, like yeah. Everything oh, yeah, is like yeah. a date range, you know? It would oh, have been yeah, between yeah. this and between this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so... Uh, if you guys ever... Uh, audience, or you guys, if you guys are in North Carolina, and I'm sure you guys will be to visit me at some point while I'm at JARS, I'm going to take you guys to the <clears throat> uh, Museum of the Alphabet, which sounds like the most boring museum where you're going to get like... <laughs> I've been there. You have? It's been a long time, okay. but I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Incredible place. It but one of the of things they've got on one of the walls is showing how languages will change over time as far as like the script so one of the ways they'll date manuscripts is they'll find it and be like okay where does this fall as far as how they're actually writing the letters that makes sense. how is the form because it changes you know if you look at something at one point and something a thousand years later it's like i have no idea does that mean they're gonna do that with our text they're like this text says lol ttyl it's probably oh, I'm... <laughs> it, okay 
if humanity exists a thousand years from now, if we haven't torn ourselves apart, <laughs> this is going to be the worst and most confusing oh time goodness. to like do archaeological oh research. If they find, <laughs> if they find like a TikTok server, <laughs> everyone's going to be so confused. Like what? Do they use? So that's a soap bar. We're pretty sure they use that for cleaning. They do what other purposes with that? You know, all the like life hack videos. Like oh. that's just going to throw everyone off so bad. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of theo like teachings. I'm like, the, the, there was a dark ages in human history where. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Some insanity going on around here. Yeah. 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 And language change. We, uh, I was thinking about that when we were dealing with the 40 Day Revolution podcast because we we mm -hmm. declared war on the school. We called have, it. We, this we haven't means released, war. We haven't released yeah. that podcast yet. We uh, we we had bomb your school day. We yeah. called, told people all you the, are the bomb, the and you can't use yeah. any of that no. anymore. Yeah, but, you had it all written, and then 9/11, and it's like, okay, we got to make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do you remember our skit that we came up with? It wasn't really a skit on... Which one? The homeschool clubbing? No. The... <laughs> no. No. I would, I would never bring that up again. I was not really a part of that one. It can still be found on YouTube for uh, anyone uh, That was all you and the Cassianos. I just happened to show up and pick you know. up and then was I in mean, one your clip. face was concealed by a pillow when you drove the car away. <laughs> Anyways, remember when we made the, the little skit about uh, the language losing words? Oh, yes. Because it does it has lost words and at the rate it's going it's i don't know english is weird because we gr we grab everyone else's words so i don't know if we have less words because we use a lot of other words like what kindergarten that's german <clears throat> like straight that's a german word i can hear that, that. we just pronounce in english so it's like oh hors d'oeuvre that's well, french horsey doovers yeah how it's pronounced i got corrected by nico my boss i was like there's gonna be hors d'oeuvres at this party he's like he's from colombia but he knows french he's like what in the world is an hors d'oeuvre <laughs> i was like you you know french man you should know what an hors d'oeuvre is so i like spell it out for him and he's like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> <laughs> you guys say hors d'oeuvre <laughs> oh no sorry buddy uh, Does Nico listen to our podcast? I doubt it. You doubt it? He barely Not, listens to Anna. He will podcast. be soon, but. <laughs> All right. So busy. He's got twins, fresh twins, oh, and, a, and a business. That's. It's yeah. intimidating. Yeah. All right. So, so what do you want to share with everybody? What do you want to talk about first when it comes to the, right. the candle? So I'm just gonna run over like. Run over. Uh, like. Thousand foot overview dates of when different parts of the Bible were written, when those parts were compiled into what we know now as the Bible. Cool. Okay. I have my notes over here. So if I'm looking off screen for everyone who's watching, I'm looking at my notes. So the Torah, do you guys know what the Torah is? Absolutely. Awesome. What's the Torah? First five books of the Bible. Boom. You nailed it. Who was it written by? It was written, well, that's, yeah. I believe Moses <laughs> Probably, wrote it. Yeah. yeah, the tradition all says Moses wrote yeah. the Torah. But if you're into textual criticism, you're going to, tear that apart because because he used different names for god and you're going to attribute that to different people well, even though what we just talked about is yeah. how in my lifetime yeah words, uh, changed. words have changed yeah. now yeah, yeah. time history is changing faster and a new like i've grown in my yeah. knowledge of god i can't imo imagine moses didn't oh, but yeah. it's stuff like that that you know and the fact that somebody wrote about something 
400 years in advance that they go, well, Isaiah yeah. couldn't have known what was going to happen yeah. 400 years in advance. So That's still a it crazy been, prophecy. Yeah. Cyrus will appear. And it's like, oh, there's a dude, Cyrus. He does exactly what Isaiah said he would do. Yeah. Like, Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. And, if, and if you can't embrace yeah. a supernatural God yeah. or divine revelation, mm-hmm. you have to figure that out some other yeah. way. God's, God doesn't talk. Is yeah. where, where, and you got to yeah, yeah. fix it. All right, so we got Torah. That was probably written somewhere between like 1400 and 1500, and I'm going to use BCE because that's what all the people are using these days, and that's the dates. I don't know if you guys know the difference between like BCE, BC, or no, CE and AD, BC, all the controversy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With dates, yeah. No words exist. They're just changing the terms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So during like 1400, 1500, that's years before Christ. Right. So then you have what's called the Tanakh, which is basically what we would know as like the Old Testament. The Old Testament. Yeah. Um, and that would have been finished. Like the last book would have been written like 450, 450 years before Christ. Oh, we're getting a call. Continue. The bat phone rang. Continue. Is it Commissioner Gordon? No. Okay. I, I don't even know why my laptop dinged. <laughs> So I'm in a airplane mode. I'm almost always on silent mode. All phones mode, on silent. My wife is sick, so I probably shouldn't put on airplane mode. So I apologize in advance, Sasha. <laughs> uh, all right. So you got Torah, first five books. That would have been like, those those are a big deal for the oh, Jewish yeah. people. Oh, yeah. The Tanakh is like, you've got the prophets in there, the wisdom literature, like major, minor prophets, all that in the Tanakh. Then you've got the New Testament, which we would consider, you know, everything after written after jesus and that's probably getting finished up at like between like the 90s and the 110s after jesus as far as like when the last one is written yeah Uh, as far as like compiling the tanakh would have been like compiled into the form we know as old testament and i say compiled as in these are the scrolls that we consider like Holy. straight scripture. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have like a one volume scroll that's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred feet long. <clears throat> it's multiple scrolls right, right, for right. multiple books. And the way they even like had them together, like a lot of the minor prophets are in one scroll together yeah. and not considered different books. Like we consider them different books today. So, um, so you've got after like fifth, uh, like the one tens, all the books have, or letters have finished being written. Then you've got the councils, <clears throat> which are like uh, the Council of Nicaea and the First Con- Council of Constantinople. This is where believers are being drawn together, like church leaders are coming together and being like, okay, these are all the texts we're using as we agree. scripture. We agree on yeah. these. We're talking through, we're making agreements. You know, there are some fringe groups that are like, well, we like these. Okay, well, these are the ones we're deciding on. And they're like, okay, we're going to do our own thing then. But those were pretty minor and they didn't last very long. So you've got like <clears throat> the bulk of Christian leaders saying like, all right, these are what we consider scripture. And then you've got guys like Jerome and um, oh, what's the other name I had written down? He's a big name. Ignatius. Those guys are the ones who are like, so Ignatius, you know, is one of the people who's writing out like, these are scripture. And then you've got Jerome in 400 years after Christ, who translates it all into Latin, which was like the language at the time and compiled them into like a single volume. And that's really where we get like 
that's the Bible as we know it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you <laughs> go to the store and buy a Bible. One. Yeah. So, I, and I'm pretty sure it's Jerome, like 400s. That's when what we would consider the Bible to have been, like, canonized. <clears throat> sort of. I'm putting canonized yeah, yeah. in quotes because then you have what's called the Great Schism in... Uh, in like the 150s, 1,050 yeah. years after Christ, that's when the Catholic Church, yeah. and Catholic just meaning universal, and the Eastern Orthodox Church are like, we're really going to go our separate ways here and do different things. So when that happens, the Eastern Orthodox end up adding, I think it's like five books, to kind of the books that are like, you would have had Old Testament, New Testament, and then a group of books in the middle <clears throat> that are, we now call them the deuterocanonical books or the apocrypha. And so it's basically like, these are books that go with because it shares a lot of history. So like you've got the Maccabees, books of Maccabees in there. You've got Enoch in there. Enoch gets quoted in Jude. So that's been kind of a debated one. Like, should it be in the Bible? Should it not be in the Bible? Yeah. It's quoted. We're no. Yeah. At, at that point, like, so yeah the eastern orthodox add a couple books of maccabees a couple other books that i don't remember so Ju they add jubilee like, book of jubilees i think might have been jubilee yeah yeah um so they add like five books and that's now like eastern orthodox that's their bible yeah so all the books that we have in our bible plus the uh deuterocanonical books plus those five <clears throat> and then in like the 1500s you have the protestant reformation with Martin Luther, Catholic Church. <clears throat> so Protestants split off, and they're like, all right, we're going to take these deuterocanonical books, and we're just going to get rid of them. Yeah. We don't consider those Bible or Scripture, so now we just have Old Testament, New Testament. Now, Old Testament, that's the same in all of them. New Testament, there's really no disputed <clears throat> books from New Testament between all three groups, Orthodox, Catholic, Protestant. They all agree on New Testament. They all agree on Old Testament. It's just the that group of other books in between books. Um, I, I got a, maybe a left field question. You may yeah. be able to answer it. I just got a message. That's why I was looking on my phone from somebody who um, was asking about the book of Mary Magdalene. Ooh. Do you know anything about that book? Um, no, I don't. I believe first of all that it, that, that I mean, there are, that's one of the reasons for the importance of the canon of scripture, because mm -hmm. there was a lot of stuff that was written yes. that was heresy, that was yeah. lies. The Gospel um, of Judas is yeah. one of those. I, I don't know enough to speak about the book oh, of Mary Magdalene, but I do yeah. know that there are supposedly books that say yes. that Mary Magdalene married Jesus and they had children yeah. and stuff there, like that. There's some definite weird fan fiction that gets written yeah. Yeah. post-Jesus. Many years after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and so, like, the churches all had different, like, criteria for what we're going to consider Bible, especially in New Testament, what we're not going to consider Bible. And so a lot of them are like, is the writer directly connected to Jesus? Like, either by I was one of his disciples or I'm, like, real tight with the apostles. Um, two, are they quoted by other, yeah, like, writers in the New Testament? So, like, do other letters reference this book? Like... And between the New Testament, or sorry, between like letters written back and forth by like significant religious leaders, like up to like 200 years after Jesus, you can pretty much compile the New Testament just from their quotations. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it was pretty agreed, like these are the authoritative works. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot. 
So like there's like a Gospel of Thomas, which is also kind of a weird one, um, which is supposed to be like sayings of Jesus. But you read those and then you read the rest of the New Testament and it's like, those don't really line, line up very up. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's lots of things that were written, but nothing that was like really quoted by the people of that time. Yeah. Um, and it would have been really easy for those people to know what's legit and what's not. Because 200 years later, <gasps> the Gospel of <clears throat> Thomas. Look, we found the Gospel of Thomas. And it's like, what? Where'd you find that? Like, why wasn't that in circulation yeah. for the past 200 years? Yeah. Like, yeah. The it, more you dig into it, the more confident I found oh, yeah. myself in what we call oh, yeah. scripture today. Yes. Now, it, it is tough. I mean, like, Andrew throws it out yesterday. I'm not, I haven't been studying on it. So it's, it, yeah. but it, it's worth diving oh, yeah. in. Now, one of, yeah. the, one of the hard things about that is a lot of times there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah. And there are people that take information and make it line up mm -hmm. with their um, viewpoint. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I would agree. Studying this has made me very confident in, I think the Bible is really legit. Yeah. And I think it's legit. I'll get into that. It's one of my questions. Okay. Okay. We'll keep moving on. I'm going to come back. To no, it. We can, or should I just pop the just question do it. Now? Just okay, do yeah. it. All right. I'm going to go over to my questions document. Oh my goodness. I love how prepared you are. <laughs> I, I like my stuff. Okay. Uh, why are you convinced that the Bible is the real deal? Well, um, do you want to? Yeah, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> this is the Dr. Richard Mole podcast. So yeah. we're going to let the doctor. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was like, um, I mean, I just had a, a, a journey in God's word. Yeah. At first I read it because the youth group I went to mm -hmm. that was kind of popular and there were cute girls. And, and so I did it because that's what they were telling me to do. And, um, and, but I couldn't remember what I read and I felt yeah. stupid still. So I read it and paid more attention and it began to impact my life. I mean, at first, okay, I, I'm cool because I can answer that question and not, not many of the boys could answer the question. So, yeah. you know, I just like, but it was, um, I, I began to go, wow, there's some amazing stuff here. Yeah. And it impacted my life. And, and really, like, I, I, I remember one time as a 13-year-old, I was praying, I was reading my Bible. And again, prayer at that point, uh, the reading Bible was beginning to impact my life and prayer was an, one of those things that you just did. And I remember going, I'm, I'm on my bed, I'm praying, and I can see the four corners, the door shut, and I am talking. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed so surreal, you yeah. know, like this, like what, it, what really happens yeah. when I do this? And it was as real as we are sitting here now. There was a presence in the room, and I got on my knees because I was like, okay, I actually think right now I probably should do something a little yeah. different than what I'm doing. And it was like a reverence. Um, I, I couldn't explain. From that point on, it was a relationship with yeah. God was, was, was more real, and it was birthed, and it was growing. And it's one of the reasons why when I got to a college where they were trying to destroy our faith, a Baptist college, trying to, these were his words, you could ask my dad, destroy our faith so that we could rebuild it. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I've got to know what I believe in this yeah. and, and be able to defend this. And 
uh, it, you know, it was a very formative time. I mean, college is, I see so many people that seem to have a relationship and a love for God go to college and lose it. Um, and um, I, I, I've seen that with many people coming out of the homeschool. I saw it in my peers um, back in the day. And so I don't know how many went through something like what I went through. But I was like, if I, ha- if I accept what they're saying about the Bible, if I accept what they are saying, what, what they are offering in terms of religion, yeah. then I am 100% not going this route. I am 100% going to switch gears, be in the business world, because there is nothing that they're bringing to the table mm-hmm. that is worth living for or dying for. And, and I already believed that I had been convinced that the Word of God was worth dying for. So it was in my study that I learned about the canonization of Scripture yeah. and how we got to the, to the Scriptures. Because I, the reason I had to, to do that is they were telling me that Moses didn't write the first five books of the Bible. There were all these different authors. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it was like day after day, it felt like an assault on my faith. And this was, these were professors, supposedly people, preparing people to be leaders in churches. And I'm going, I can't imagine anybody, I, I wouldn't want anybody who's gone through that education process, bought what they're selling to stand in front of a group of people and teach what they were bringing to the table. There was nothing that I saw in one year there um, that that I would want um you know, that you anybody. felt equipped, like it was equipping yeah. people. To no, do not the work. even a. It was anti exactly. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Man, if anybody takes this, and I and I can tell when a preacher has been trained with that, I I can hear it in in their sermon, the way that they're going to use the word of God. I, there was one example, big church here in our city, a denominational leader in that denomination began speaking, and he said he was talking about the story of Elijah and his servant uh, when the, they were surrounded by yeah. um, the angel uh, armies. And, uh, and he said, then that servant went outside and had his mass hallucination or whatever it was. And I was like, that's where you come to in your view of scripture if it is not true. And he was trying to get some meaningful point out and it was watered down, weak, powerless, and didn't line up with truth, I believe. So, yeah, it, it is typically not hard. I can tell when someone's preaching if that's been their theological training. So that... Yeah. Reread your question. So <laughs> so why are you convinced the Bible's legit? Because, <laughs> because in my own quest, my own search, I have um, been convinced that... Um, uh, first of all, right. by the transformation of my life, by applying yeah. it, by um, looking at the canonization of Scripture, mm-hmm. um, tested it, tried it, um, it is true. All right, so I, I have an, follow, an interesting follow-up question for you. Yeah. And uh, are you convinced of the Bible because you're convinced of Jesus, or are you convinced of Jesus because you're convinced of the Bible? Like, which way does that relationship Completely tied so together. Okay. Yeah. So it very yeah. intertwined. Okay. Yeah. I, the Jesus is the yeah. from Genesis to yeah, Revelation yeah. is talked about, yeah. prophesied about. Yeah. He's the fulfillment of Old Testament scripture, and he is um, then he, he is set apart from every other yeah. religious leader um, that ever existed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole 
So Andrew, why are you convinced of that? Um, we we did like a a thing when we were we were homeschooled, right? So uh, we went through like a Bible, <clears throat> uh, why the Bible's what what it says it was. Yeah. You know, we did that from like the time we were like five until like the last time when I did, I think I was fourteen was the mm-hmm. last time we took one of those classes. And I remember in every one of the classes, I had a computer at this point, so I started googling and I was reading about all yeah. the different stuff and. I couldn't quote any of it accurately, but just like how like, you know, they started to question certain uh, archaeologists started to question like the way that they figured out dates because there's no way Isaiah could have predicted this stuff. They they were like, we're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. because if if what we're doing is right, the Bible would be accurate. You know, that kind of stuff, you know, thing after thing after thing after thing where it's like, you know, impossibilities, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's so much you know historical evidence you know there was a whole tv show where they found cities yeah. based on locations from reading the old testament you I know mean, nineveh they found nineveh sodom and gomorrah After i just looked that up this morning yeah so long yeah so so you know for me i, I say that i think the take out religion god and jesus i yeah. think the bible is the most historically important document oh. in human history absolutely it, a non-christian who yeah. doesn't believe yeah. in jesus an atheist i yeah. still think it's the most important oh, yeah. document in yeah. human you know just the amount of translations yep. that line up there's nothing well, and the, oh, not a the way it has shaped the whole world the world yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. And, and if anyone is like that seems like a really bold claim there's a a book by a, a like Secular, I think atheist historian yeah. named Tom Holland. No, not Spider Man. Tom Sp- Holland. No, but his is. name is Tom yeah, Holland. Yeah. The book is called Dominion, <laughs> and it just like tracks Christianity from Jesus forward and how it has shaped yeah. the whole world. So, and when you, you know, not always perfectly, but the message yeah. of the Bible, how it transforms yes. people. You know, you got you got like crusaders who yeah. went and didn't. You know, I'm like, horrible things. I think you missed it, but. Yeah. But, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, it's mostly shaped. A lot of it oh, has well, been a positive. What, what we deal with people that are, have been satanically ritually abused, and they use the Bible. Satan used the Bible. Okay, yeah, right. And and, and I think that, that many times there were people that thought they were serving God. Oh, that, that's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Paul just saying he was that serving God when, he was when you accurately yeah. apply the Bible, it's powerful. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think the fact that we have, like, a medical field and establishment is wildly good and has saved countless lives over like the globe and history. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Christians started hospitals. Yeah, yeah. Like there were military hospitals cause you got to, yeah. but they're like, Oh, we should take this and go to the poor. Yeah. The people that no one's serving. Orphanages. Yeah. Oh, there's a plague going through this place. Well, we think the Bible says that people have yeah, value. Yeah. We're not going to run away. Like all the other rich people. We're going to stay 100%. and serve these people. And so, like, you've, you've also got, like, you know, the missions movement and the co- colonialism kind yeah. of happening at the same time. Yeah, 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 Like, largely, missionaries went with the colonizers yeah, yeah. and were like, no, you can't just take these people as slaves. Like, you can't just <laughs> use these people. If you look at, like, the, the story of Jamaican, I cannot remember the dude's name right now. But, like, all the schools are Bob, still named Bob, after this guy. Bob Marley. No. Um, <laughs> but this guy went over during, like, the colonialism age, and he basically kept the slave trade from just taking over Jamaica. Well, and he was like hunted bounties were on his head. Like he gave up everything to keep those people safe and to like preserve their dignity as human beings. So it's like, yeah, I think Christianity has been wildly good over the course of history Mm. and the Bible has shaped that. Um, but so yeah, on that, 
we'll go to some uh, manuscript evidence stuff then. Oh. <laughs> I went to all my sources and was like, all right, I know where to find all this information. I just need to write it down. So, so of like the like <laughs> well-attested historical documents. So like we've got writings of Julius Caesar. We've got, you know, Aristotle, we've got Sophocles, we've got Homer. People like, that you learn about in school. Yeah, okay, so Julius Caesar, who's like... Does anyone listening know, doubt that he was alive and was what, a real and person? And was like, you know, top 10 rock star of influential people of all time in history. Like, That's we ten. have 10. I was about to say, I thought it was under 10. We have like 10 manuscripts. Like, like ancient... That mention his yeah. name. Yeah. Not and, that about him, that mention his and name. And the oldest one is... 1500 years after his life that's like the oldest manuscript about him we have uh we've got um no sorry caesar we it's a thousand years it's a thousand years with caesar sorry i got that detail wrong but i have it written down so i corrected myself thousand (laughs) years with caesar um so we got aristotle we've got like 49 ancient manuscripts and those date to 1400 years before or after him sophocles uh we've got way more like 193 ancient documents but still the oldest one is like 1400 years after um we got homer homer's like the one you know everyone's like oh yeah homer best most well attested there's like 690 sorry 649 ancient documents that date to like 500 years so that's like really good the new (laughs) testament oh yeah five thousand ancient so that's not like you know protestant reformation time that's like Within a couple hundred years. Yeah. That's like... Like within 300 years. Well, I make it I, well so I mean ancient... So not a close Ancient second. Aristotle, 1400 years. So it's like... It, they're, some of them are old, but like the closest one is... We have fragments of John from within 30 years of John. Like the person. So that's like incredible. It's, like yeah. the amount of yeah. manuscript like evidence is yeah. just overwhelming. Yeah. You know, and so our ability to accurately recompile what, what would have been said, the Bible yeah. from that is like through the roof. Yeah. Um, and then in the 1940s, just post World War II, we have the Dead Sea Scrolls that are found. Yeah. And so, like, for Old Testament manuscripts, once we found the Dead Sea Scrolls, it was like these are a thousand years older yeah. than the oldest manuscript we have. Can you guys name a work of literature in English that's a thousand years old? No. What was happening like in the world a thousand years ago? Right, that's so old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like the fact that we can jump back that far and, and be like, wow, we found pretty much the entire scroll of Isaiah. And it looks just like when you I opened- mean I mean the script is different. It's an, an you know what isaiah is then is pretty much exactly what isaiah yeah. is now so it's like incredible and we have every old testament book except one found in the dead sea scrolls and that one is esther, esther yeah which is used for purim so when they hit all the things they're like but we got to celebrate purim which requires us to read esther we got to bring esther okay we can't hide it we got to bring it because we have purim so it's like okay that makes sense why you wouldn't find it because they use it all the time <clears throat> but it's a, it's like, a feast yeah. for people and uh several works from what is the apocrypha were also represented so like enoch is represented in the dead sea scrolls yeah. like 
there are other works. There's lots of like the Essenes commentary on the Bible. So the Essenes were the people that hid all the Dead Sea Scrolls. Did They're you ever? Like, did you end up looking up any of their commentaries? And oh no, I haven't read any okay. of their commentaries. I I I listened to some people read a few of their like communal rules, which are like, it's so it's basically like a convent of sort. It's like an all male group. They're kind of like monks out in the desert in the middle of nowhere very isolationist but they've got like these communal rules and it's like you know should your nakedness be seen by your companion you shall be you know omitted from the communal meal for <laughs> two months oh <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> like okay all right if you interrupt your companion while he is talking willfully you shall be omitted from the communal meal for a week. It's like, it's like some very fun. You have, to do, like, an, you have to do an accent when I you do that. I loved your voice, too. Yeah. Yes, that was great. I would pay for you to read the Bible in that voice. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Oh, man. So, yeah, like, as far as, like, the manuscripts for the Bible that we have... It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Im- Im- impossible. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's humanly impossible. Uh, yeah. I Historically, would say. an anomaly by yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that point, I say God. Yeah. So for me, it's like one, the overwhelming accuracy of just the document yeah. Yeah. and its preservation over time. One, that has me pretty convinced that the Bible is the real deal. But also, I haven't found like a more compelling vision for humanity in what like if humanity were to really like dig in read and apply the bible i can't think of like a more compelling set of how to make it a good place to live than that yeah also like it spans so many genres like it's not a book you can get bored in because there's just so much story and depth of story that it like you're just constantly drawing from it. I don't know if you have, uh, do you guys know Deuteronomy chapter 25 off the top of your head? Off the top of my head? No, I don't. Okay. That's your homework for this week. Just read Deuteronomy 25 and then say, hmm, are you giving me homework? How is our society structured as far as like financial <clears throat> institutions and the way we treat money and our communities? Then compare that to Deuteronomy 25 which starts with like a command, there shall be no poor among you. And then it goes through all these rules and it ends with like, if you do this, there literally won't be poor people because everyone will be taken care of. And it's like, holy cow, this is how old, (laughs) you know? Mm. And there was this kind of wisdom. Social justice. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So. What do you think about Bible translation? (gasps) I'm sure that's one of your questions. It is one of my questions. Well, sort of. I was going to ask you guys, what do you think of modern um, paraphrases, like the message or the passion? I, I consider those more commentaries in in the way I read them than mm-hmm. a translation. And, and even when you kind of listen to those people yeah. talk well, about... Paraphrase. they're They're pretty much saying like, this is like what we, you know, this is kind of like based on, you know, historical yada, 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 this is what we kind of feel like they were trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a commentary. You're literally giving a commentary what's going on. And so I enjoy it, kind of, some of it. Um, But I wouldn't wouldn't use it as a... um, You wouldn't make that the first Bible you hand someone. No, you know, it is interesting. Like, I know the passage translation, the goal was to translate it from Aramaic to English. Yeah. Which... 
Jesus was speaking primarily Aramaic. So if you speak yeah, Aramaic, write it in Greek and yeah. then <laughs> translate it through Latin and then, you know, all that yeah. stuff, like you're going to, you've already lost something if you speak in one language and write in another, right? Yeah. Like if you say something in Spanish, Nico write, or if Nico yeah. says something in Spanish, you write in English yeah. and then we translate it to German, you know, you're going to, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I, to, so to me, I go, that's a really interesting thing. Yeah. I enjoy, you know, uh, that type of, um, you know, thought process and that kind of stuff as like a commentary, yeah. you know, to expand kind of, but not as a, you know, I, I there's no way for them to have any idea what he actually was saying, you know, yeah. like for sure type stuff. So, yeah. What are you pulling up? Uh, you guys keep talking. I've got a exercise. You know, I have a, a different experience um, uh, in a lot of arenas that, that really impacted my view. Um, I, was offered a position or, or not official offer, but it was talked about with a, with a Bible society and it was a lot of money. Big names were attached to it. And I left that meeting kind of like, Holy cow. Like, I can't believe this. Like, mm -hmm. this is incredible. I'm going to tell my wife, I'm going to tell my family and I'm driving home. And the Holy spirit spoke to me, said, I want you to look up this organization and a cult, put that name and a cult next to it and I went home did that and I was like shocked because they, they've been hands on with a lot of different Bible translations and they, um, this person had documented the leaders from some of the founders of it mm -hmm. throughout history and their connection with occult stuff and then they showed changes in translations hmm. that had taken place some that were successful in and stayed some that they made changes that were Caught. too radical and they brought them back yeah um and but uh, you know so I'm, I'm thinking still like wow my resources because they had seen some of the works that i had done and wanted to get them out there wanted me to be a staff writer um, and so in my mind, I was going, well, maybe God can use me in that world. Um, even though the Holy Spirit's, I believe, speaking to me, like warning me, mm -hmm. I'm like trying to figure out a way because you guys lived in it. I mean, we, we lived, um, you know, uh, in, in what a lot of people would con consider poverty. Now we had everything. We went on vacations and we had extra yeah. cars and stuff like that. You, I don't know what you guys felt. Yeah. 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 We were one percenters. And so, so when I'm looking at, at that, cause it was after I'd created the God speaks Bible and I hadn't, I hadn't um, been able to pay our mortgage for one year. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I was so compelled. I was like, I can't do anything except this. God's changing my life. I'm hearing God. And there's a lot of miracle stories I'm skipping over that, that, that kept empowering me to, to do that. So I, but um, the here I am in this moment where I'm like, man, like I, they they'll pay me to write. That's always been an incredible dream, like mm -hmm. to have that kind of freedom, to to pour out all the things that God's given me. And so I'm, I'm processing this, and um, people start having dreams. People in our ministry start having yeah. dreams, and they were warning dreams about being a part of that. And I was like. Uh, I was pretty disappointed that God's do, sending all these warnings, and uh, but I'm but I'm pretty convinced I need to go and tell them I can't 
accept this. No discussion. I'm, I'm out of the, the mix. I did that and um, knew it was the right thing. Was, was at peace. N- knew that God was saying it too. But, you know, it's like, wow, to be able to serve God and, mm-hmm. and have it funded. And uh, not long after, I was talking with another Bible society and sharing with them the God Speaks Bible, um, you know, still looking for someone that would, would yeah. take this and help publish it. And when I mentioned the other Bible society, they go, you didn't sign with them, did you? And I was like, no. And they're like, and I'm thinking they're wanting like to, to recruit me. And, and they're like, wow, awesome. Because that organization, and they began to list things about mm-hmm. that organization and their leadership, flaming outspoken homosexuals. They're known throughout their city for, for things like that. They have an imam. They have um, Catholic bishop. They have... I don't even remember all the different people in the committee that passes things. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, so that means some major works in our day that were some of the biggest selling books were passed through those committees to get to us. And biggest names, biggest books um, were went through that. And, and it was like, so there, the enemy has been on assault to discredit the Bible to twist the Bible, to change it. Um, and so I, I, like at the same time, I'll look at different versions. I'll look at some of the versions that I know they've messed with to see their take on it. Um, because I think some of them, a lot of them, their original translators did serious work. Now they would have the theological bent. So a lot of times I'm going back mm-hmm. to the Hebrew and the Greek myself which, man, it opens up every passage. And it's so much easier to do now than it used to be. Yeah. The tools are, are there to be able to do it. But it is, it, it, I say all of that, and it was a lot to go, it's a warning. Like, don't just accept um, someone's translation or someone else's take on the value of certain translations. Mm. Um, because it is, it is, the word of God and Satan used scripture. So it is important to know how to be a good student of the word. Andrew, what was your question? I didn't. I don't, yeah. He asked about you oh, I asked you about what you think about translations. <clears throat> oh. Um, and then you asked me about the paraphrase. Translations as far as like versions. Yeah. Like ESV, yeah, NIV, yeah, yeah, NLT. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish we had less in English, and I wish there were more in other languages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, there's, like, 1,500 oh, 15, languages okay. that have nothing. Oh, okay. No scripture. I just listened to your podcast. That's how all. I know any of these numbers yeah. you're about to. At, so, out of, like, the 7,000 languages, there's 1,500 still that have nothing. Mm. And there's only, like, it's maybe, like, 16, 1,700 that have a full Bible. Mm. So that's a lot of in between wow. where there's a lot crazy. of languages that only have wow. partials. So wow. like, so, uh, does the languages include like how like in certain countries in Africa, there's 7,000 yeah. dialects, but of all like the same state, it's the same language type deal. Or like, how does that count? Like, okay. how does that factor? So, so at least Wycliffe, their <laughs> argument is everyone should have a Bible in what they call like a heart language or a first language. So actually I have, a, I have one idea. Um, let me pull this up really quick. So, have you have guys heard a Wycliffe missionary? Have you guys ever house. heard of the 
Pigeon English Bible. Yes. yes. Okay. Have you guys read any of it? I think uh, you've brought it up some, and I probably I don't know have if you've read some or or. Okay. I so, have crazy experience with Pigeon English, but. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read a passage. So this is a passage of the Bible, a verse, in the Pigeon English version. Okay. You guys will be able to understand some of this. If you know what verse it is, don't just blurt it out yet. Okay. <clears throat> God get plenty love and aloha for the people inside the world. That's why he sent me his one and only boy. Because I that everybody that trusts me no going to get cut off from God forever. <clears throat> They're going to get a real kind of life that's going to stay to the max forever. Fire. Okay. You guys understood some of that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what verse it is? Yeah. John 3, 16, okay, yeah. 17. Yeah. Now, how many of you guys were like filling in in English, <clears throat> in your version of English, John three sixteen, while I was reading that? Not really, but maybe a little. I don't. I yeah. So like, if that's the only thing you have, like you you can understand some. It's better than and nothing. That's, that's technically another language, although it sort of also acts like a dialect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, but yeah. it's like. Oh, I spent fifteen. Try minutes reading to Romans understand. in that. Yeah. Try reading. You should try reading the cat. And if, if it was someone that spoke pidgin English, we probably wouldn't understand a yeah. word. Yeah. Because that's that was my experience. One sentence. It yeah. took us 15 minutes to yeah. get what the guy was saying. And uh, I'm going to do the short yeah. version so, of it. So like dialect versus your first language, like the amount you will be able to understand is astronomically different. That makes yeah. sense. You know? Yeah, yeah. And even like, so let's say you guys learned, you know, let's say you have a Bible in you guys have learned are like original Spanish speakers, but you've learned English, you know, recently so that you can really get with the Bible and start reading it. This is from the King James. So this is like still one of the biggest translations that is for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How many of those words are you going to have trouble with as a new English speaker? Uh, begotten. Okay, so let's get rid of begotten. Uh, believeth. Whosoever and believeth. Yeah, uh-huh. Perish? Probably perish, yeah. Everlasting. Okay, now what does John 3.16 say? For God's love of the world, he gave his only son that in him should not but have the, or have life. Right, so like, that's about as effective as you trying to read a pidgin English Bible right now. Yeah. So like, Having the Bible in your dialect language, language yeah, yeah, makes a huge difference for your ability to understand. It's hard. Like I, I was it. trying to read it because I had uh, sometimes I'll do my study yeah. in King James, but I always yep. switch it. Yeah, and I had forgotten to switch it okay. one time, and I was teaching, and I was like, I can hardly yeah. read King yeah, James. That's very old English, and 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 many people have grew oh, up yeah. on it, yep. and and I guess it's been a while, but it is it is crazy hard yeah. to pronounce all the words that way yeah. i want to change them all as i'm yeah. reading it and do sometimes when i do that i can read it yeah. s- more smoothly um but it is it was hard yeah yeah so there's different approaches to translation and those being like word for word you know and sometimes that doesn't always work because a word in one language there's yeah, no yeah. parallel word yeah, yeah. so you just have to but make that's kind of your best guess you've got so like word for word translations you've got like thought for thought translations <clears throat> and then you've got like the paraphrase 
meaning message. for meaning. Yeah, yeah, message for message yeah. type translation. So there's like there's varying degrees. Oh yeah. And I think there's a lot of use to all of them. Yeah. So yeah. I love that there are so many. I think that gives us more of a chance how many, to understand. How like, many of the fifteen or seventeen hundred languages left are being worked on right now? None. They need work to start. On that many. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So there's like the, you know, 1700 or whatever that have been finished. There's complete. How difficult is that? Out because 7,000. And then you've got like. How many other organizations besides Wiffcliff are working on this? So there's actually like. There are quite a few. Uh, several denominations have kind of like their own teams that are going okay. out and doing translations. Wycliffe is. I would say the biggest. Yeah. Uh, and they partner with so many other organizations. And it's not like they need just 1,500 people. Because, like, yeah. it takes more than one person to learn the language to get Ish. good enough. And then some of them don't even have written languages that they have to invent. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it's not a... So, they, they've, they're they really innovative. So, like, in Papua New Guinea right now, there's, like, a hundred translation works going on at once. Yeah. By the local church. Okay. Who are just Amazing. like... Amazing. So they've been training the locals to Yeah. Do so they've got... Wow. The, the models change from like, send an American <laughs> to, a, a, you know, a, a people group. Have that American learn the people group language and... Do the work. Translate. So now it's like, we're going to partner uh -huh. with locals who speak several languages who are like, oh, I really want a Bible in, you know, the language I grew up speaking. Yeah. So it's like you have more of a almost like a consultant that, model. That, that makes where a one lot of person sense. can work with a lot of people to help the ownership too that they're going to oh, take yeah. over. Oh, yeah. oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So Wycliffe is they're pioneering a lot of different model stuff, and they've started working a lot with YWAM because they're like, ah, oh, YWAM's got a bunch of young, ambitious people <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, we can train them, and then they can train people. So yeah. like. Wycliffe, I was very encouraged being there. And They've that, been partnered for a long time. Yeah, but Wycliffe. but Wycliffe's whole thing is like, once there's a language or a, a Bible in every language, I don't know, we might just shut the doors. Like, that's our mission. When it's done, that's awesome. Like, okay, we don't need to find another thing to do. It's like that's been our thing. So, interesting. Yeah. Well, I think you got job security for a little while. I, don't know. I, I hope so. I don't think it's going to be done <laughs> in the next ten to fifteen years. I mean, and if not. I'm not a translator. I'm a mechanic. So you, you guys have always heard. planes that need working on. <laughs> you guys have heard my experience with pigeon English, but um, the, I don't think our audience has. But um, was in Jamaica, and we spent 15 minutes. Me and I, I remember one girl. There, I think there may have been two girls. And we were on a on a missions team down there. We were with Continental Singers, and uh, this guy was going, "Do they can I find in the home in America?" And I was like. What did he just say? Today I'm... Today I can't. I am fountain at home in America. Today I'm going to go jump in a fountain at home in America. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we were we were like getting a few words yeah. and, and it, like you were that yeah. after you pulled words out, we were getting bits yeah. and pieces and it still didn't make sense. Yeah. Finally, it was, do they have canines and fowls in the homes in America? Yeah. Canines, dogs, yep. and fowls, birds, yep. in the homes in America. Every word is an oh. English word. Yep. How they pronounced them and the fact that they were putting them all together. I remember. Yeah. And I remember, they're just using uncommon words. I, well, my wife. Experience. My wife is a New Yorker, uh -huh. and I'm with your aunt Liz. When we first met, and yeah. she had more of a New York accent, and she goes, um, "Do you like rokukido?" And I was like, 
Roccuchito. What kind of Italian dish is that? Roccuchito. <laughs> never had it. And they're like, you've never had Roccuchito? And I was like, no, I'm like still yeah, lost. And they're oh looking at goodness. me like, what kind of an idiot has never tried Roccuchito? Yeah. I'm like, man, I have been all over the world. I have eaten every kind of food. <laughs> and finally it was like, they pull it out. I was like, raw cookie dough. Oh my gosh, raw cookie dough. But how she was saying it, it was like one word. And I was yep. like, raw cookie dough. I, I remember like, we were in, we were in Zambia, I think it was. And we were listening to a Nigerian preach. Oh, yeah. It was an hour and a half. And I didn't understand <laughs> yeah. a single word. Yeah. Everyone's like, amen, amen. I'm like, yeah. he's, and speaking he was speaking English. English. Oh, yeah. But I, I like legitimately. Yeah, the Nigerian accent is thick. Nothing. I got nothing. I was like, oh man, this is, this is yeah. rough. Well, Philip has to leave. So if you guys enjoyed this and uh, we got through one of your questions and you have how many? Uh, we got through um, two. Two of the... I s- had seven. Okay. So we're going to have to have you back next Friday to finish up our discussion on this. Does that sound fair? <laughs> See if that works out with my schedule. <laughs> you got to eat breakfast, right? I got to eat breakfast. So we'll, pay no breakfast you, we'll buy you breakfast. So. Yeah, I know. Not today, but... <laughs> We're bribing you for next week. Okay. <laughs> so well, well, you'll you'll come back. Maybe or not I can next leave week. These questions with you guys. And no, you guys can just no we'll we'll have you come back and do another podcast. We need your Th- even face. if it's not this week, but okay. but yeah. Um, and if you guys enjoyed this and want more of it, if you like Philip, please comment. We like Philip. He should be on every time. It's fine. I don't read comments, so. Well, I'll just take. Sc- okay. Do his phone socials. number. Hold on. What is no, his phone? What is his phone not. number? We're gonna. Eight one three four zero three eight four three six. I don't know who that is. Who's is that? That was my phone number. <laughs> Some guy. I called him the other day. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I, like now, I still got your old phone number. Too. And he's like, "No, this is I get this is not your calls son. from him every day." No, I'm just yeah. kidding. He didn't oh, say that, funny. but. Oh, Sorry, man. guy. I just gave your number to everybody. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everyone text oh. that number and say you should listen to this podcast. That, that, would, no. be, that would be a great story. That would be a great story. Okay. So, I apologize. Uh, I formally apologize, sir. So whoever got our old phone number, that, that could be interesting. Our, our old home phone. If I don't, got on a cell we phone. should call it right now. Because that number was on um, this is how we're gonna end. Uh, half a million books. <laughs> <laughs> 40 Day Revolution books. Six... Eight one three six five three one five three four. All right, we're gonna find no, out. We're gonna who has our new phone number. Oh, I'm on Andrew. airplane mode, so I need to turn that off. We'll have Philip. I bet it would be very her. funny. You know how Bob Goff puts his phone number on the back of his books. Uh-huh. If he actually just put one of his friends' phone numbers. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was at an event where he answered the phone. Oh yeah. At the event while he was talking about it. You know, someone in the event. We're, we're calling our old phone number right now. Yeah, nobody wanted that number. Everybody that's gotten it has. Uh, They're like, we can't take this. We don't even know what the 40 day revolution yeah. is. They're talking about bombing schools. <laughs> All right. We're on the FBI watch we're, list. We're going to fill up you, close us in prayer. And then, uh, Father, thank you for this yes, day. Thank Lord, you for your praise. word. Um, thank mm. you for the fact that you have preserved it so well over history yes, um, for our sakes that we may learn about your kingdom through it and be transformed by it. Amen. 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 Like, comment, and share.